At the end of every quarter, a lot of money managers are indulging in something known as window dressing, where within their mutual funds, they're selling off losers and buying winners in order to show publicly at the end of that quarter all the stocks they have in their fund, which they're required to do, and they like to show winners. We don't window dress at Rule Breaker Investing. We're not a mutual fund. Why would we do that? What does the end of the quarter mean to us? It means the Market Cap Game Show, Episode 8, coming up. Thanks to Sprout Social for supporting the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast. Sprout Social offers businesses an intuitive platform to help build meaningful relationships at scale on social. To learn how your brand can create real connection, visit SproutSocial.com fool today. And this episode of Rule Breaker Investing is also brought to you by NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com fool. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. Hi! Welcome to the Market Cap Game Show. I'm David Gardner, host of Rule Breaker Investing. And Rule Breaker Investing happens about 12 out of every 13 weeks of every quarter, but one of those weeks is our game show. And I'm really happy this time to be joined by a brand new contestant, my friend Aaron Bush. Please say hello. Hello, everybody. Honored to be here. Thank you, David. Absolutely. So, Aaron, you and I have worked together for years at Rule Breakers, more recently at Motley Fool Blast Off. Spectacular launch of that service, Aaron. Not a bad beginning. Yeah. So, we picked stocks, and initially we did it with Matt Argusinger, and then we added Emily Flippin to our team. But we picked those stocks in December of this year. And roughly, where is that 20 plus stock portfolio for members just six months later? We're up about 60% right now. Which is amazing. And one of the companies in that blast off portfolio will be one of the 10 stocks today on the Market Cap okay, Game Show. Okay. So, just a little bit of a spoiler alert. Um, so, the Market Cap Game Show, a lot of you, I hope, have listened to at least one of these, but we always have new listeners. Every quarter we do this. So, I think the first thing, Aaron, is we should briefly define market cap. Could you please define market capitalization? Sure. So, the market cap is how big a company is. Um, it's uh, the size of however many shares there are multiplied by the, the share price. Um, and ultimately, that leads to you know, a company like Facebook being $500 billion. That is roughly their market cap, I think. Um, uh, so, right, it's roughly the size, and that's price based on future cash flows, future expectations, etc. That's right. So, all stock prices are set every single day, even as we speak, as you're listening to us. If the stock market's open, people are shaking hands right now. A buyer is shaking hands with a seller saying, someone's in, someone's out at that price. That price multiplied by the number of shares in total for that company is the price tag for that company. Aaron, you gave a good example of Facebook. Uh, let's go with another example, the traditional example that we use for the Market Cap Game Show. All What's right. the company? I believe it is Etsy. You're absolutely right. So, Etsy, Aaron, 120 million shares, outstanding for Etsy. The stock recently at $66.95 as we're taping, which means 120 million times 66.95 is what? Off the top of my head, that is about $8.05 billion. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Taking it out to a second decimal. So foolish of you. Capital F. So, yeah, that's how it works. Now you know, if you're new, you know, why the market cap matters, because it gives you a quick sense of how big these companies are. 
So if a company is at a hundred billion dollar price tag, that's a lot bigger than a company at a ten billion dollar price tag. And sometimes, if we really like both of them equally, we'll start thinking maybe we should recommend or buy the smaller company because maybe it has an easier chance of doubling or tripling from ten billion dollars than from a hundred billion dollars. But the truth is, Aaron, as you well know, we have companies all ranges of sizes, and it's not really so much what the market cap is today. It's where we think it might go one day. Yeah, most people when they buy a stock focus so much on the price, um, the price per share, right? The price per share, so true. Not about the price of the total company, um, and that's just backwards, David. It's it just is backwards, and I think it's because people have never been taught market capitalization. They didn't have a game show that they could grow up with around the fire, calling the family and all the cousins in, and multi generations sitting around the fire listening. To the market cap game show. Is that what that happens wasn't... in your household, David? <laughs> I, I always picture it in a very uh, Norman Rockwell way, not just for me and my household, Aaron, but for you and your extended household and everybody's. That's just how I picture things. Maybe I don't have it right. It's quite the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, of course, I want to launch right into the game, but as is my want, I went back and listened to last episode, episode seven of the market cap game show, and I just wanted to humorously reflect on what I was leading off. The top of that show with Emily, in this case, how I was leading off. I was talking about the the hype around IPOs in 2019, and you know, hype is a neutral term for me. I'm not cynical about. It. I mean, there's a lot of excitement about, it. and some of these have been great IPOs. And Lyft had recently come public mm-hmm. when we taped in March of 2019, and I was talking about how Uber would come out and come public somewhere around 100 billion dollars, and I was saying probably. I wouldn't recommend that stock because it's already a hundred billion dollars. And you know how high could Uber go? On May twenty third of two thousand eighteen, for Rule Breakers, we don't usually give away new service recommendations, but for this one exception, I will make an exception. May twenty third, Uber was my new pick for Motley Fool Rule Breakers. <laughs> that was only a few <laughs> weeks ago, and I'd forgotten that I was inveighing against that three months ago on this game show. What made you change your mind? You know, I think it was specifically Aaron that the the. IPO came out and and Lyft had kind of fallen off some and so Uber came out of the gate not with a really hyped exciting IPO. In fact, a lot of the stories you'll remember it wasn't too long ago people saying it's kind of a failed IPO or didn't do so well. Right. And so it started to fall and in fact Uber today uh, the stock is at $44 a share. Now again, some people who don't know market cap think that that's the value of the company, but you and I know and we all know because we just defined it that $44 a share is just the price per share, but if you were to multiply that by the number of Uber shares, you get Uber's market cap, which is roughly 75 billion. That's exactly right. Well done. So, $75 billion. So, already Uber is like priced 25 billion Plus less than initial expectations. And so that started making the contrarian in me start to rise up a little bit and roar and think, you know, people think Uber isn't ever going to make money. This is not a good company, these kinds of things. And so I was like, I think Uber's going to be around a long time. It passes the snap test, which I did a couple of weeks ago on the show, picking some stocks. Uber clearly for me passes the snap test. And so that's why I recommend it. I'm happy to say we picked it at $40.47, Aaron. It's 44 today, so it's up almost 10%, beating the market so far. We'll see. So far, so good. Do you own Uber? I do not. Would you ever buy it? I'm open to it. I uh, I think, similar to you, I just have recognized that it already is a big company. And also, um, I mean, of course, companies change, they grow, they improve, but just seeing how much money Uber is burning right now, uh, it, just looking at that makes my eyes bleed a little bit. Understood. Um, so yeah. I'm open to it, totally. uh, but I 
I think I like other things a little bit more. Not the top of your watch list. Not the very top. Well, maybe some of the 10 stocks featured on this Market Cap Game Show may not just be on your watch list, but in your portfolio. We'll see, Aaron. I, I want a couple ground rules. First of all, Aaron has no idea which stocks I've picked. He's been in the soundproof booth the entire time. This is a surprise to him. Aaron, is it fair to say you're a little nervous? You know that feeling when you when your teacher quizzes you in front of class, how you have a little bit of anxiety? Now, imagine that your co-founder, your mentor, your boss in some sense, is quizzing you in front of thousands of people. And it feels a little bit like that. But also, we're talking about stocks. We're talking about investing. I love hanging out with you, David. Thank so, you. So, the pros definitely outweigh the cons That's here. That's really well put. And you grew up in this stuff, Aaron. So, few people are better positioned to succeed than you. We realize this is just one sample size, 10 stocks. You're not even actively working on Rule Breakers anymore or Stock Advisor. You you have some other callings here at The Fool. So, you're looking up and down a stock universe that you don't look up and down every day for full pay, salary here at The Fool. Somewhat. How many stocks are in the Supernova universe? Right 238, now? though that includes some doubles like, you know, Google A and Google B or Under Armour A, Under Armour, what, you, you know. Right. Those so, the tracking so, stocks. So, this is a, a random 4%. Or so of that universe. Yes. Now it is somewhat randomized. I do kind of randomize from the universe, but I'm typically going to be favoring companies that it's at least interesting to talk about. I'm not going to take some obscure tiny biotech, which we would have to explain to people, unless I randomize it and decide to include it this time. We'll have to see. Well, I look forward to whatever you throw at me. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't embarrass myself too much. All right. So, yes, ground rule number one, Aaron, you have no idea what's coming. God bless you. Ground rule number two, while Aaron might think it's about him and I might think it's about me and we're just talking to each other in the studio, nope, that's incorrect. This is about you. Ground rule number two, you are playing the game along with us. So, I'll always pause, give you a moment to think about what your number is, and then you're going to play against Aaron. And in fact, let's go ahead and rock the hashtags in the coming week. Hashtag I beat Aaron. Hashtag I lost to Aaron. Hashtag I tied Aaron. Uh, let us know how you're doing. So, we play this game for you. Aaron's just a foil, and I'm just the empty card reader MC. And finally, ground rule number three, we accept answers within a 20% range above and below the actual market cap. So, earlier, Aaron, you rocked some math for us. You said Etsy was $8 billion. 20% higher than that is $1.6 billion. So, 9.6 down to 6.4. Those would be that's the range. 6.4 up to 9.6 would be all correct, guessing the market cap for Etsy, which will not be one of the 10 stocks. It's become kind of, it's gone oh, to Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, it's gone to Valhalla where it's the eternal example that we'll use at the start of every show. No gimme for you, Aaron. That's fair. <laughs> so I think we have all three ground rules set. It's time to play the market cap game show. TM. So, Aaron, one of my favorite things about you, I like a lot about you, I really do, but one of my favorite things is that I remember talking to you from your college dorm room via Skype back in the day, just checking I remember in. that. That was yeah, fun. It was. You were a freshman at the University of Texas. Yes. And, uh, and I remember that you grew up with The Motley Fool. Um, your mother, in particular, was a longtime member. Is I hope still a longtime member. Still is absolutely, absolutely. You you interned with us as a younger kid, mm -hmm. and uh, there I was talking to you from your dorm room, University of Texas. Within a year or two, where were you? I was right here with you, David, here at Full HQ. That's right. You, in fact, decided. What was your thinking at the time? You decided I'm going to leave Texas. I'm just going to go to work for the Fool. 
Well, I I kind of already knew for the most part what I wanted to do, and I you know having been in school for a little while, I knew I had a better sense of what I could get out of school and what I could learn for what I want to do. Um, so kind of take that, take you know the financial elements of it, and then I, and I just realized that. Most people, when they think about dropping out, in a lot of sense, they they think backwards about the risk. Um, in my mind, you know, it would have been riskier to not take an opportunity that was presented in front of me, where instead of having to pay for school, I get paid. Um, where all where Plan B going back to school is always right there the whole time. Um, so I figured, hey, let's see how this goes. I can always go back. Um, but I feel good. Molly Fool's a great place with great people. I get to do what I love to do and hopefully get better at it. And so far, it's working out, and I'm really happy that it, it is. It has been our good fortune. Now, obviously, this is a choice that is not right for everybody. And I know there are probably Absolutely. some parents, again, right there at the fire with multi-generations all around listening, Norman Rockwell-style, to this game show. And they're like, please, Aaron, don't tell my son or it's daughter true. to leave no, college. True. Dropping out the, the key to dropping out is all about dropping in to something better. Don't just drop out for the sake of dropping out. Like, Have a clear sense of what you're going to do next. That's awesome. Now, running the numbers as we are wont to do at The Fool, I think it's fairly compelling these days with such high college tuitions and a lot of student debt, which has become a social crisis. You start running the numbers on, instead of having paid that tuition, if I'd invested that and then let that compound over the course of time, it can be pretty stark. Absolutely. 100%. I, I know I've said this in front of the, the crowd that we had at Fool Fest, our big um, event where lots of members come and join us. Just a few weeks ago. Um, I said that I think higher ed is the next big short, and I think that that is true. It might take some time for that to pan out, um, but absolutely, I think the cost of college and the debt load that it is imposing on an entire generation right now, um, something's going to have to break at some point, and we will come up with better solutions as a society. I believe that. I'm optimistic about that. So I've enjoyed the conversation, and I'm almost reminded that we're playing a game, aren't we? Yes, I've just been. Oh, yeah. We're actually playing a game, and so it's it true. makes sense to have had that conversation since company number one is Two U. Ticker symbol is T W O U. This is a company. Speaking of Fool Fest, where the CEO Chip Pausek was one of our guests at Fool Fest a few weeks ago, and Two U is a company that enables people to distance learn to via. Right. Remote positions, participate in the classrooms, get degrees, more graduate than undergraduate focused, uh, a company that has been a rule breaker for the last couple of years. And, you know, if things do change, if all of a sudden tuitions are just too high, maybe to use positioned with some optionality to start taking some of that business and educating people at a cheaper rate using the internet. Chip, the CEO, would be the first to say that's not the plan. That's basically I asked him that, yep. and he said that's not the plan, and that wouldn't make his partners, some esteemed universities like University of North Carolina or Berkeley, Georgetown, they wouldn't be very happy about that. But thinking out loud, it seems at least a possibility. Aaron Bush, I know you're already thinking about it. <laughs> What's the market cap of to you? I'm going to give our listeners at home, around the family hearth, quick sec to think about what to you's market cap is. All right, that second is now over. Aaron, within 20% either way, what is the market cap of 2U? $2.2 billion. Wow, that was really good. The answer, as we speak, is $2.4 billion. Uh, you were really, close. really close. Players at home, if you were anywhere from $1.9 billion up to $2.9 billion, go ahead and give yourself a star, a check, 
Uh, counted as a single, you're on base. Aaron, you're on base. Your first ever market cap game show. Stock. I got a hit. You're one for one, baby. You're batting a thousand. I could end right here and call it a perfect batting average, <laughs> but I'm in for the love of the game. So, do you have any thoughts about to you? They they kind of remind me of Zillow in a sense that um, that I think that they own the category that they're in in large part. When a university wants to optimize distance education for master's degrees and such, um, it makes a lot of sense for them to partner with 2U, who has a track record of of offloading a lot of the the heavy like technical and operational burden. Um, uh, so for schools that are are looking to do that, and I think. More and more schools are looking for for more flexible programs. Um, TU is really well positioned, and I, I kind of think it's similar to Zillow in the sense that um, a lot, in the same way that a lot of schools rely on TU, a lot of uh, real estate agents rely on Zillow mm-hmm. in order to to build attention, get in front of, uh, have options for consumers who are looking to to buy or sell a home. Um, what I like about Zillow that I'm not seeing in 2U right now, though, is that Zillow recognizes where the future is heading. Um, CEO Rich Barton is back. He's going to change Zillow up. Um, they're starting to buy properties now. Right. So, I think the future of real estate is that more technology platforms will be the intermediaries for transactions. Okay. And so, instead of getting bids from... Uh, I don't want to go too off, off the, the grid here on this, but... Instead of getting bids just from lots of different individuals, you also will get your bid from Zillow. You'll get your bid from Open Door, um, and they're taking the necessary steps to change where the future is going. Hmm. To you, I don't see them making those steps to go to where the future is heading. They're partnered with the status quo, and it's a big industry. So. It is, and it's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. The brands like Harvard and Yale and a lot of the how about UNC? Hook'em Horns? Yeah, UT. University of Texas, Austin. These brands have been around longer than than companies, um, most companies. Um, so, I totally understand why they want to support the status quo. Their business is supported by it. But I'm not sure that's where the, the future is heading if you're really looking for transformational growth. But we'll see. There's It's a massive market. Tons of people go get education anyways. So, hopefully, there can be more than one winner there. Well, before we go to stock number two, I first picked two U in Rule Breakers in 2016. It's up 7% since then, which might sound good. Problem is, the market's up 43% since then. Two U had more than doubled in that first year or two, so it was a, a strong winner, but it really has sold off. It's been cut in half over the past year, so we'll, we'll have to see. Very interesting company going forward. Company number two. So, when I think of all the internet early on companies and how well known they are today, the ones that survived, like, for example, you may have heard of Amazon. Yes. You, yes. Jeff Bezos founded Amazon.com. You know that company? Familiar. What year were you born? I was born in ninety four, the end of ninety four. That's awesome. I mean that's I mean, that's right around when Bezos started the company. So you're about as old as Amazon. I am, and I think the fool is right around there too, if I'm not mistaken. We are July of nineteen ninety three. Uh, a newsletter to our parents' friends. We launched on AOL August of nineteen ninety four. There was another company back then that was perceived to be an even bigger deal than Amazon for some years. We even, I think, at different points, as rule breakers, thought this company is probably they have a better model. They're bigger than Amazon. Later, they started rocking PayPal, which was the way to pay for the goods on this company's platform. The company. Is eBay. 
The ticker symbol is E-B-A-Y. And yet, when I think about the companies that are still around today and still pretty big, it's amazing how seemingly off-the-reservation eBay is within the global conversation of e-commerce, etc. So, yeah, eBay, it's still out there. It's still profitable. It's prospering. It's pretty big today. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now for eBay. And, of course, Wikipedia pages can change. So, by the time, dear listener, you look this up, it might have changed. But as of right now, this is a line in the first paragraph of the eBay Wikipedia page. Here it is. I quote, eBay is a multi-billion dollar business with operations in about 30 countries, comma, as of 2011, period. (laughs) Wow. So, eight years ago, they were in about 30 countries. And that's the present day Wikipedia page talking about where eBay is globally as of 2011. Someone needs to update that. I agree. And, you know, our listeners are smart. And I wouldn't be surprised if we go ahead and do that. A lot of people wouldn't know that Devin Wenig is the CEO of eBay today. A lot of people still think about maybe Meg Whitman or they think about Pierre Omajar, who basically started this company as, by the way, Auction Web. And the date was September 3, 1995. So, wow. They pretty much clubbed us because the Motley Fool, pretty sure, has a sub billion dollar market cap. This company, hint, hint, no big spoiler alert, has a larger than one billion dollar market cap. So they started after us. They've, they've crushed us from a size standpoint. Aaron and my players at home, within 20% either way, what is the market cap today of eBay? $25 billion. No? <laughs> Not far off, but. Too far off for me to give you a correct answer. Now, I know many of our listeners who are smarter than we are probably got this one right, Aaron, and you weren't far off. It hurts me a little bit not to be able to give this to you, but the market cap of eBay today is $35 billion. So, at the low end, dear players, if you said 28 or higher, and at the high end, if you said 42 or lower, 28 to 42, that's simple math, right? 20% 20% of 35 is just 7, because as a football fan, I know that. 7, 14, 21, 28, 35. So, 28 to 42, correct answer for eBay. Not far off, Aaron. It's a bummer. I've actually never bought anything on eBay. So, I was skewing low based off personal experience of a lot of people might be like me, but I guess there are some people out there that like eBay a little more than I do. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The company's worth $35 billion, and I just don't feel like eBay gets the respect or press attention of companies one-third its size. eBay also owns other things. StubHub. Yeah, they own StubHub, and they have a big classifieds business, too, which is bigger, I think, outside the U.S. than in the U.S. But, yeah, I don't know, piecing those things together... Props to whoever out there got it right. Yep. Well, it started with Beanie Babies back in the day. In Motley Fool Stock Advisor, in 2002, I originally recommended PayPal. And then eBay bought PayPal in full some years after that. Then later, eBay spun PayPal back out. Today, it is a thriving uh, corporation. I'm not exactly sure what PayPal's market cap is today. Let's go with $145 billion. Wow, Aaron, nice. That won't be one of the companies in this market cap game show, but impressive that you could rock that. So interesting, isn't it, to think that it's five times the size the market cap of eBay today, PayPal, which was kind of an upstart back in the day. Anyway, fascinating couple of companies, both winners to buy and hold. In fact, last five years, eBay stock up 90%, market up 45%. So eBay has doubled the market for patient shareholders over these last five years. Okay. Company number three. Now, Aaron, earlier I mentioned that one of the 20 plus blast off stocks is featured in this market cap game show. Okay. So I'm thinking you're probably a ringer for this. Not only that, but this one came up last time with Emily. 
And indeed, one year ago on the show with Matt Argusinger, I asked him about this company. He got it wrong. Emily got it right. I'm going to predict, Aaron, that you get it right. Uh, so, have you ever used Tinder? I actually have not. No, you've never used Tinder. Nope, I've never never used a match group product. Amazing! Like to me, anybody under the age of thirty probably has at least swiped left or right at some point. Not. I, I think that's that's true. Pretty except true. for you. I mean, I guess I just haven't had issues out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even necessarily issues. This is the number three way that people globally meet their spouse or partner. Um, I, I believe, Aaron, that you have a girlfriend. I do. Good. So you you don't need the online medium. To I don't do think that. she would approve of this market research. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I will say also that I've never used a Match.com or Tinder product myself. But indeed, Match Group has been a wonderful stock. It's been a winner, and anybody who's listened to Rule Breaker Investing has probably heard me mention it over the months and years. It's one of those that we keep going back to. Is it passes the snap test big time for me. It's one of those companies I think we could all own and do really well on the next 10, 20 years. Just buy and hold and keep watching this global winner prosper. Aaron and players at home within 20% either way. What is the market cap of Match Group, ticker symbol MTCH? Let's go with $20 billion. I got a doing. That's awesome. That's only the second time that's <laughs> happened on this show. Well done, Aaron. Yes, that is the rarely used sound effect when one of my players, Emily did it once last time, nails it right on. So, yeah, that's right, Aaron. And players at home, market cap for Match Group is $20 billion today. That means if you set anywhere from 16 at the low end to $24 billion at the high end, you have gotten it right. You know, Matt, a year ago, said 8 that was his guess. It was actually 12, so he got it wrong. But think about that. It was 12 a year ago. Now it's yeah, 20 wow. billion today. Right? So that's up about 70% over the last year. It's been a remarkable outperformer and you know, it's natural that some people might think, well, maybe it's due for a pause. It's had quite a run. Uh, because even before we we quizzed Matt with it uh, a year ago, we picked it several years ago. It's been a multi-bagger for stock advisor members. But Aaron, what is our general attitude when thinking about where stocks are headed? Are we looking backward? No, we do not look backwards, David. We look forwards. Because that's all that matters next, right? Yeah. Is what's going to happen next. I mean, market caps are based on the future, inherently. It's about future performance. You're absolutely right. So, this Blastoff stock has been a big winner. Overall, Blastoff, it's been a pleasure to work on that together with you, Aaron. Yeah, as you mentioned, absolutely. it's up about 61%. Us. Yeah, Match has helped. Uh, and uh, the market over since December, by the way, up 16%. So, here I am promoting Motley Fool Blastoff, and yet, we're not even selling it right now. It's not on offer, so nobody can join. I think it's going to pop back up in August. Uh, I was checking with the team today. So, I guess we're advertising for two months from now, which is really not when you want to buy your ads. <laughs> stay tuned for two months. <laughs> there we go. Speaking of stay tuned, stay tuned while I let you know about Sprout Social. I want to thank Sprout Social for supporting Rule Breaker Investing. What makes people love the brands they love? Well, in a word, connection. And social media is where they look for that connection, so many of us today. Sprout Social gives businesses a unified solution to find, engage with, and nurture their audiences through social. In one intuitive platform, see and respond to every message. Join the conversations happening around your brand and turn rich social data into actionable 
insights. More than 25,000 organizations around the globe use Sprout to create real connections. Sprout Social is the most robust and cohesive social media business solution. It's built to create connection at scale. Sprout software offers deep social listening and analytics, social media management, customer care, and advocacy solutions to help brands find, form, and deepen relationships with the people who love them. To learn how your brand can create real connection, Visit SproutSocial.com slash fool today. That's SproutSocial.com. Aaron, of all the social media out there, which is the, which is the platform that you most favor personally? Uh, I like Twitter the most. I think just being able to follow and connect with tons of smart people that you get to learn from is pretty awesome. Great. Are you ready for a really bad transition? I doubt it's that bad, David. So, Twitter, neat. When was the last time you spent time in a hospital bed or a surgical table? <laughs> uh, uh, it's been a really long time. <laughs> you may never have really spent time there. I have uh, occasionally. And our next company, ticker symbol HRC, Hillrom Holdings, okay. is kind of the world leader in higher tech hospital beds. So I know this. At least one older member of my family recently moved into one of those beds that's much easier to raise up and lower down. It's just easier as we get older to get in and out of. And Hill Ram is kind of the leader within that. Also, surgical tables and other things um, around the hospital and furniture. So, this is a company, by the way, Aaron, you're looking a little blank to me, which is the way I like my contestant. No, I'm going to... I have... I have thoughts. <laughs> I'm wondering, Aaron, if one of those thoughts is that this company was split off from its parent company, Hillenbrand Industries, in 2008. That was not one of my thoughts, <laughs> but it's a good one. Well, it's kind of a fun story, but that's a long-time company, and Hillenbrand distinguished itself. I think it may have even been mentioned in Peter Lynch's book, One Up on Wall Street, because it, it makes funeral caskets. And uh, and that part of the business, which is a long time business and a big performer, you know, businesses in and around death. Wall Street usually doesn't favor those. It's not sexy to talk about, but often that that's what causes slow, sleepy stocks like Hill and Brand Industries to outperform over time. Now, Hillrom was split out from Hill and Brand and okay. is the hospital furniture company. Before I ask you the market cap, Aaron, it sounds like you had a thought to share. Well, I'm just I'm just piecing some of these things together that you're throwing out. So it's a spinoff, which probably means it's a bit smaller ish in size. The name Hill Rom doesn't strike me as like some new cool hit company, you know. They've been around for a while, but they're also not so well known as to be I don't immensely immensely popular. So I'm thinking of a range in which a spin-off that's been around for a while that isn't immensely popular would set. I mean, I can't tip my hand here at all, but I like in general how you're thinking about this. I like the logic. Thank you. It only matters if I get it right though. All right, and one final thought I'll add is this was a recommendation recently in Motley Fool Stock Advisor. Well, it was last November, so this has been around for a few months. Some of our listeners probably own ticker symbol HRC Hill hyphen Rom Holdings Aaron. And players at home, what is the market cap of Hillrom Holdings within 20% oh either way? Oh boy. Seven billion. Wow, we almost had the rare double doing sound for perfection, because Aaron, it's seven point one billion. Oh, are you serious? I am dead serious. Let's go. Which Let's means players this. at home, if you said anywhere from five point <laughs> seven to eight point five billion, give yourself a mark in the plus column. Yep. There we go. Hillrom Holdings. One maybe to look into. I'm shocked right now. 
And not only are you shocked, Aaron, you're batting 750, which is a great start for, for a, a rookie in the Market Cap Game Show. Thank you. All right, company number five. Back to one of my favorite websites. Yep, on my top 100 list of all websites, Wikipedia definitely top 10, possibly top five for me. Wikipedia says of this company that it offers the widest range of global benchmark products across all major asset classes based on interest rates, equity indices, foreign exchange, energy, agricultural products, and metals. It goes on to say it has been described by the economist as quote the biggest financial exchange you have never heard of end quote. The company is CME Group, CME shorthand for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. This is a global leader in derivatives, options, and futures. The ticker symbol of CME Group is logically enough CME. Aaron, have you ever traded an option? I have. Yes. I have not. What did you do? Um, when I was just learning about options, I sold a put on NVIDIA, which essentially just means that you receive income up front for the option to buy a stock at a potentially lower price down the road. And I was just learning, so I, I wasn't putting too much It was a lark. It. You were a kid. But the thing is, NVIDIA stock went down, I got put the shares, and then I sold out. And Nvidia has been like a ten bagger since then. I see. So okay. I have used options. I got my little <laughs> bit of income up front, but ultimately I still made the wrong call there. Understood. Well, this has been a wonderful performer. First picked in Motley Fool Stock Advisor. I picked it in August of 2017. So coming up on the second anniversary, this may help. This may be a minor spoiler. I don't know. It's up 49 percent from that day. The market's up 16 percent over that time. Aaron, players at home, what is the market cap within 20 percent either way of CME Group? CME is big. Um, I think it's the biggest exchange business in the supernova universe. I'm going to go to $70 billion. Yes, that sound means that Aaron nailed it right on once again. Wow, the legend is starting this to is, grow, Aaron Bush. Let's hope that the second half lives up to the first half. Incredible. Because I'm starting to freak myself out here. Yeah, now, <laughs> it's got to be slightly helpful when the actual fact, which is 70, is a round number. You were probably not going to say 71 or 69, right? Uh, yeah, you're kind of 70, spitballing a little bit, and, there. and a big market cap gives you a larger room for error. That's too, right. So. so, players at home, if you said from 56 billion to 84 billion, give yourself, along with Aaron, a big plus mark. And Aaron, you are now four for five as we finish the first half of the market cap game show and scurry forward to see if you and your competitors at home can keep the music going. All right, company number six. This is a brand that was initially aimed clearly at women, and succeeded so well that as the company grew, the brand began to extend to men. It is an apparel brand, and if you are somebody who knows or loves yoga, you may or may not love Lululemon, but I know you know it. The ticker symbol is L-U-L-U. This has been a wonderful performer for Motley Fool Rule Breakers in since December of 2010. Wow! Nine good years. The stock has rocked it up more than five times in value. We'll talk in a sec about what you had to do to go through those times to get to where we are today. Sometimes those stocks go way up and way down, and you just got to keep holding nine years later. But without really needing to explain this company or its products, and moving right along, Aaron, players at home, what is the market cap of Lululemon Athletica? Mm. Um, Twenty. Two billion. 
The correct answer was $24.5 billion on the nose. Aaron, you don't want to hit it on the nose again? I'm sorry. i gotta got to leave that up to someone else this time. <laughs> at the low end, $19.6 billion was allowable and correct. And at the high end, $29.4. So, from $19.6 to $29.4. But yeah, Lululemon, a pretty big-scaled company today in the $20 billion-ish level of market cap. It's fun, isn't it, just to be able to compare that $24.5 billion to eBay and know that eBay's 35, so eBay's still $11 billion larger. But then a company like Match Group, as much as we love it, is smaller today than Lululemon Athletica. So part of the pleasure of the Market Cap Game Show is playing that comparative score game and learning more about the world. Yeah, it's really interesting how companies that are so different are the same size from their various combinations of you know, revenue and profits and everything that they do. That's probably like my favorite thing about market caps is just being able to make those radical comparisons. Just like earlier when I transitioned from social media to have you been on a hospital bed or surgical table lately? You know, a really <laughs> weird thing to say. Okay, so so Aaron, nice job. And I believe at this point you are five out of six, which means I'm starting to wonder if I didn't make it too easy or are you just that awesome? You threw out Hillrom Holdings. <laughs> that, that didn't feel easy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to company number seven, I want to point out that we initially recommended bought Lululemon at 36 in 2010. 18 months later, it had gone to 80. So that felt really good. It more than doubled in 18 months. And then over the next two years, it went from 80 to 40. That's right, it got cut in half and put almost back where we'd started. And then three years later, as the market's kind of recovering a little bit, it goes from 40 to 60. So, you know, not bad. Uh, still not back to the 80 we had several years before, but at the end of 2017, the stock was sitting right around 60 as we moved into Thanksgiving 2017. And today it's 187. So this company has totally it's taken rocked off. it. Now, Aaron, do you own any Lululemon in your wardrobe? Unfortunately, no, I don't own the stock either. Uh, I own Under Armour apparel and Under Armour stock, which is not done as well. I think the market cap of Under Armour is like half the size of Lululemon, which is interesting also to think about. But that really is rocking the wrong company. I wish we had more time to talk, but we got to keep moving. A reminder. Hashtag I beat Aaron. If in fact by the end of the show you did outscore Aaron Bush at this month's Market Cap Game Show, hashtag we might see more of these. Hashtag I lost to Aaron. Aaron, of course, spelled with two A's, the traditional spelling. Hashtag I lost to Aaron. If you end up losing, if you end up tying Aaron, that's probably going to be impressive. We'll see. Hashtag I tied Aaron. All right. Well, before we go to company number seven. Thanks to NetSuite for supporting Rule Breaker Investing and the Market Cap Game Show. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control that you need to grow. So, with NetSuite, you're going to save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly, right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide. It's called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. It's at netsuite.com slash fool. That's netsuite.com slash fool to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com slash fool. Company number seven, I recently saw when I was in Columbia, Missouri. Well, actually, I was driving down from Chicago O'Hare Airport, where my flight to Columbia, Missouri had been canceled. 
I've been rocking the hashtag occasionally on Twitter over the last couple of months, oh, hatred, because that's my feeling about O'Hare Airport. The third consecutive time I've been canceled or massively delayed any time I go through O'Hare. That's crazy. It is crazy. We had a ski vacation earlier this year. We had six days set aside. One of those days, we lost sitting in O'Hare, actually sleeping in the Hilton at O'Hare. The only airport I can think where there's a hotel right there in the airport, and now we understand why, because that happens so often, it seems. So, I'm not bitter. But, you know, one of the companies that we don't see as often here in the East Coast, uh, which represents, for many, convenience, and for others, pizza, in the Middle West especially, is Casey's General Stores. Now, Casey's General Stores, I first picked in January of 2015. Um, you know, what, what do I love about it? I love that it's kind of the friendly convenience store. Uh, often in more rural areas in the U.S., there's not as much competition there. Also, they sell a lot of pizza, and people really like their Casey's. That feeling that people have, again, we're all around that family hearth as we play the Market Cap Game Show, and that warm, fuzzy, happy feeling with your family. That's there for a lot of people when they cross into a Casey's general store, especially since it's the only store nearby that might have gasoline or pizza for them at a certain time of night. So, that's kind of the role that Casey's general stores, ticker symbol C-A-S-Y, plays. Aaron, before I ask you the market cap, as a Texan, did you have, do you have Casey's, have you ever personally been into a Casey's general store? No, and I've never seen one, I don't think. You need to see more of this country. I think so. I need to go on a road trip. (laughs) It's the heartland, baby. Actually, I really do appreciate that. That was Capital Camp 2019, Patrick O'Shaughnessy's and Brent Bishore's baby. And I've already mentioned that on the show and the fun that I had there in Columbia, Missouri uh, just a month ago. But yeah, Casey's General Store. So, Aaron and everybody playing at home, no doubt some of us really love our local Casey's as we listen to this. Ticker symbol CASY. What is the market cap of Casey's General Stores? I'm going to go for doing here $5.5 billion. <laughs> you got awfully close. For a second time, you were literally within $100 million, which may sound like a lot, except it's just dot one. Because the market cap for Casey's General Stores is $5.6 billion, which means at the low end, if you said 4.5, at the high end, if you said 6.7, you, along with Aaron Bush, score that. Now, Aaron, you've participated as a leader within our Supernova service in the Odyssey portfolio. Was Casey's, has it ever been part of a portfolio that you've overseen here at the Fool on behalf of our members? No, it hasn't been. No, no good reason why it just hasn't ever made the cut. Well, I'm happy to say it is up 82% since our January 2015 stock advisor recommendation. The market up 51%, so that's 31 percentage points ahead. It took a lot, though. It's taken a big comeback to get there. Wow. Aaron Bush, six out of seven. We got three left. Uh, you're near setting the all-time record. If you get two of these, you will set the all-time record really? on the market cap game okay. show. So, initially, I just saw you as my friend Aaron Bush. You're increasingly looking like Babe Ruth to me. You're transforming before my very eyes. (laughs) I think those of us who are watching this podcast, because we film some of these and put them up on YouTube, you may see Aaron may look different to you at this stage than he did at the start of this podcast. Well, I'll say, part of this just is my job to be looking at these companies, but... I'll, I'll take any praise that you will give me, David. Thank you. You're very welcome. I feel like you're just going to kill this next one, so let's get it over quickly. Alphabet is the company initially, the ticker symbol G-O-O-G. It was called Google, and we all remember Google. And Google, I'm just checking here, Google started on September 4, 1998, so it's 20 years ago. Wow, 
What an amazing 20 years for this company, uh, starting from nothing in September of 1998, growing to what it is today. Aaron, I feel like you've probably pegged a few of these big ups. In my mind, you'd already missed Hillrom. You probably hadn't gotten Casey. You were feeling a little bit worse for the wear. And so I was giving this, I was throwing you a bone. Now, players at home, maybe you were feeling worse for the wear. I probably would have been in your place. So maybe you're happy to know that I'm going with a big, really well known company that clearly. Children today are raised knowing the market cap of a company like Alphabet, right? They must be. And if they were, Aaron, within 20% out of their way, what would the kids of America, no, no, of the world be saying the market cap of Alphabet today is? Ticker symbol G-O-O-G. They would probably be saying it's somewhere around $900 billion. Wow, really well done. Aaron, you're now seven for eight. You were kind of far off on this one. Really? Somewhat surprising. And yet, you're right. These bigger numbers, there's a huge band. So That's the good. market cap of Google, as we tape, is $769 billion, but oh, really? 900 falls within the band of acceptability, which at the low Whew. end is $615 billion, at the high end is $923. So yeah, if you said anywhere from $615 to $923 billion, you nailed Alphabet. It is worth noting that today we say Alphabet. Back when we first picked this stock in 2008, we called it Google. That was the company name back then. It's also kind of worth knowing that it's just been a four-bagger since May of 2008. Uh, it's beaten the market by about 120 percentage points, so it's been a, a good performer. But it is a bigger company that came public, and so even though it was a four-bagger, we picked it one year later. It had dropped some, 2009, the Great Recession. It's a five-bagger from there, but 10 years later, a five-bagger still only about 100 percentage points or so ahead of the market. So, not one of those raging winners, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, could have done better, David. <laughs> no, I think I was thinking Amazon, I think, is more like 900. And I know they were neck and neck for a while, but I guess something has changed. Well, speaking of big companies, and Aaron, you being seven of eight, our last two, one of them is a pretty big company, and it's a recommendation that you brought to Motley Fool Rule Breakers. It hasn't been one of our best picks. It is a little down from where we initially picked it. The market is up over that time. You can say a little bit about it in a sec. The ticker symbol is T-C-E-H-Y. So, this was designed for me to drub you over the head a little bit for, you know, on my watch, picking a slight underperformer at this point, and yet to also give you a gimme. And yet now I feel like you're about to set the all-time market cap game show record as you answer the market cap of ten cent holdings, ticker symbol T C E H Y within twenty percent either way. I think it's right around four hundred billion. And unsurprisingly, Aaron, you are right. But surprisingly, you just set the all-time performance record in a market cap game show. Oh my goodness. As a rookie. Which is amazing because Emily did that with seven just a few Shows ago, and now you have topped Emily. She's in Scotland as we speak. Aaron, you're going to have some bad news for her when she returns. I guess so. Maybe one one of these game shows later, we need to have a competition. <laughs> I have thought about how to torque this format into a, a multiplayer game. We'll we'll see about that. I do enjoy just the intimacy of one on one. But Aaron, I should mention the market cap is 417 billion. So players at home, if you said from 334 to yep. The round number, dead spot on, 500. Anywhere from $334 billion to $500 billion, you got it right. Aaron, can you briefly lay out 60 seconds or so? Give us 30 seconds on what this company does, and 30 seconds why we still like it, even though it's a little down. Sure. So, Tencent, for one, is the largest gaming company in the world, behind huge games like League of Legends, for example. They also are the leading uh, social media company in China, behind 
QQ, but more importantly, WeChat, um, which is a staple um, for Chinese citizens and many people outside of China, too. Um, and these two businesses together generate tons of cash. So if you were to say a third pillar of the business for Tencent, um, that would just be all of the investments that they're making, venture-style investments that they're making in other companies. So they have a really impressive roster of businesses. All right. Well, Aaron, at this point, it's pure cream, right? From here, it's just it's just pure greatness. You've already achieved the greatest score yet. Uh, there, there could be some other player. Could be you later on who comes and does even slightly better. So you shouldn't let up at all at this point. But I realize you're now flying precipitously close to the sun, and it reminds me of the Greek myth of yore. And you are kind of a younger guy, and you you made your own set of wings today. And it's, they've they've got some wax in them, and and you're getting precariously close to the sun. Well, let's hope they don't burn up on this last question. <laughs> okay, well. Talk about bad transitions. This company has absolutely nothing to do with burning that I can think of. <laughs> Although, well, I guess if we thought hard enough about it, we might. Um, but one of the truisms of our time is that there's a new member of our family for a lot of us. Uh, they wouldn't have thought this 500 years ago or 100 years ago, maybe even 50 years ago, but increasingly, Fido, Fluffy, the pet, the family pet, the pets, increasingly, we view them as members of our family. That is certainly one of the more important trends of the last 25 years. And as investors, we have benefited by identifying some companies working within that space. Now, sometimes Fido is sick. Sometimes Fluffy needs some diagnostics. And that's where this next company, our final one for the Market Cap Game Show, steps in. IDX Labs, the ticker symbol is IDXX. Aaron, did you grow up with a pet in the Bush household? Uh, when I was young, but I, I have a dog now, actually, too. So I, I am familiar with some of these bills that can arise. <laughs> Do you have pet insurance for your for your dog? I think so. Okay, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know maybe. whether to say good answer or not. It's more my good girlfriend's answer? dog than than my dog. I just so I, I take care of it. You know, <laughs> I understand. So presumably, she named the dog. Uh, the name the dog's name is Donut, which probably had more influence from me. We had a people don't need to know this, but we we had a a hamster whose name was Donut Hole because it looked like a donut hole. And so we graduated the next pet to being Donut. I think you're right in in a sense people didn't need to know that. And yet, and yet I think there's the there's a humanity to that, that that I personally appreciated. So, well, shout out to Donut who probably is listening somewhere near the Bush family home fire, but um, or at least your girlfriend's family's home. Anyway, <laughs> I think I feel like I'm just stalling. Aaron, players at home, within 20% either way, what is the market cap of IDEX Laboratories? That's ticker symbol IDXX. $25 billion. Wow. 23.4 was the correct answer. At the low end, 18.7. At the high end, 28.1. The only thing better than IDEX Labs' performance, and it's up 309% since we picked it in April of 2014 for Motley Fool Stock Advisors, so five years ago, the only thing better than that 309% performance was Aaron Bush's 900 batting average. He walked in with no batting average. He walks out with the greatest batting average in market cap game show history as of now. I'm, I'm stunned. But it's not quite perfection. I'll have to come back and, and seek perfection next time. <laughs> Aaron, before I let you go, do you want to give a tip to players at home? Clearly, you prepared in some way, shape, or form that most of us would do well to learn from. I mean, honestly, 
if you enjoy following stocks, um, instead of looking at the stock price, look at the market cap. So if you look at, you pull up your brokerage every day just to see what's going on. Don't pay attention to the stock price. Pay attention to the market cap. If this was the stock price game show, I probably would have been like two or three out of ten. So it it really just shows what you prioritize and what you think about every day. I think pays off. Enough said. Thank you, Babe Ruth. Well, yeah, we'll see. Next time, it could be completely different. But now that I have some clout when it comes to market caps, I will I'll give some advice. All right, well, a reminder, wow. If you can rock the hashtag, I beat Aaron... Good on you. I'm looking forward to meeting you one day. If you score 10 out of 10, Aaron just scored 9 out of 10 on the Market Cap Game Show. Emily's all-time record had been 7. Wow, I'm wondering if I if I screwed up my pregame preparation, too many softballs. I need to check in briefly with my producer, Rick Engdahl. Rick, I'm starting. I'm full of self-doubt. Did I, did I go easy on Aaron? There was a couple softballs in there, I think, but um, I did hear at one point that Aaron was helping... Uh, in the role of Emily's coach, so he might have had a little secret sauce when he came in here, too. So. Well, I did not know that, so basically, Emily had been mentored. Emily, our previous greatest player, had been mentored by the man himself. I've no doubt that Emily was coaching Aaron just as hard. So, <laughs> Yeah, and it can be helpful to memorize market caps. I mean, if you, player at home, or Emily, or Aaron, admittedly, they do it more full-time than most of us, but if you actually want to memorize market caps... I think that's great. I think that's a better world. If more people really know to the first or second decimal the market caps of these companies, I think that's a world that's smarter, happier, and probably richer, too. Well, next week on this show, it's going to be your mailbag. That's right. It'll be the final Wednesday of June 2019. So, looking back over this month, if you had any comments or thoughts about five stocks that passed the SNAP test, which is how we opened up June, or if you enjoyed any of my Great Quotes Volume 10, or have a suggested quote that I could use in a future volume of Great Quotes, or if you want to chastise me for somehow going easy on Mr. 9 out of 10 Babe Ruth Aaron Bush, please do. The email address is rbi at fool.com. Just email us your question, thought, suggestion, or poem, rbi at fool.com. You can also, of course, tweet us at, at RBI Podcast. In the meantime, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the market caps. Fool on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.